Warning, Extra Credits contains course spoilers. So if you've never come to class and haven't read the textbook and haven't been on Moodle and haven't been reading on anything else or listening to any of our podcasts or haven't watched any of the videos we posted or done any of your homework or any of your pre-work or done the project or any of the quizzes or, hey, do you guys feel like we've given them a lot of work? I'm just starting to list stuff. Anyhow, if you've done all that, thank you. And we apologize. And now, extra credits. It's December 2020. You're hanging out on the couch watching Netflix. And at about 6.45 p.m., you get a notification on your phone. You're unsure why, but dread sets in. It's an email from your prof. It says, where are you at? The final exam started 45 minutes ago. You check your calendar and you had the exam set up for tomorrow. You panic and jump on your computer and check the final exam schedule again. It was today. That's why you always double check the final exam schedule before the exam period starts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is our exam at 6 p.m. on December the 20th? I don't think it is. Oh man. No, not the 20th. No, I said 2020 because I didn't know what day the exam was. You said Dece- I thought you said December 20th. Oh, you said December 2020. I see it at 6 p.m. I kept it very vague. That's good. And, and if your professor ever does text you, the correct response is new phone who dis, I think, <laughs> is the only correct response. Uh, all right. Hello and welcome to Extra Credits. The first, we are pioneers, the only and the best first year financial accounting podcast that you never knew you needed or wanted. I'm Mike. I'm Josh. And I'm Brad. And we hope that this pod is an asset to you. And today for you, we have a very special podcast. Now, Josh, you're not old enough to remember this, but Brad, you may remember that sometimes uh, at the end of your favorite show, they would have next week on a very special blossom. And, you know, they'd be talking about how blossoms friend. Yeah, there you go, Brad. You can't see Brad, but he's laughing. Um, (laughs) You know, blossoms friend, Diana's parents are splitting up and they need to talk about, but mom and dad, what is divorce? It's a very special podcast. And we're not going to be talking about divorce today, but we're going to be talking about, well, what we've done in the class so far And we're starting to get questions about the final exam. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, to start us off, how's the week going, fellas? Going okay? Yeah, I think the week's going well. I mean, it's, uh, I I was just saying before we started, I feel like um, we've hit a point in the semester where people are feeling tired. Um, I think I'm seeing it in students, not just in 111, but in all of the courses that I teach. Um, and I think it's just that point of the semester where, you know, we recognize we're getting close, but there's a lot of stuff on the go right now. And it feels like there's a lot of stuff still coming. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's that point where we have to, you know, be ready to, to kind of push through it, but, but also take a break where we can. That's fair. I mean, if you think about it, right, let's say you're taking six classes and you've got, <clears throat> I don't know, in an hour, uh, Brad just had to step away. He's fighting a cat. I was going to say, the reason that Brad paused before answering how his week was going is because there was a cat in his face. Got a, attacked by a cat. Now, if you were wondering if Brad was a cat person or a dog person, I think that answers it. Cat person. 
I'm, I, I have a cat, but I'm a both person. Uh, I grew up with dogs, always with dogs, um, but I do not have a dog right now. So This is not a surprise to any of Brad's students. He is such a nice guy that he won't even decide between cats and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we can see that. They're all so again, right? If you've got what about an hour of reading, let's say for our class, and then depending on what we're doing, because I know we're all doing different things, but I got students doing pre-work and homework. So let's say that takes a couple hours and then you add it all up. Um, I have a student that's still working full time, uh, but she's doing classes during the day and then she works at night. So she works from 5 p.m. till 2 a.m. every night. And uh, it's that's got to be rough. I mean, I, we, you know, we all did it. We all went through the, the same type of things. Uh, when you guys were doing your CA and I was doing my CGA back before we were all CPAs, same idea, right? Like you're working and you got a family and it's, it can, it's, it's rough stuff out there. So, yeah, I um, think so hang in there. Yeah. I was going to say college is your first sort of introduction to time management skills. If you yeah. haven't already experienced some of that before, um, or at least your first introduction to like real time management skills, because yeah. You know, high school is is busy, but uh, I, I think this just ramps it up another level. So, you know, it, it just prepares you for real life. You're yeah. going to end up working. You're going to end up having a family and a life and possibly some other things you're doing. And uh, yeah, you learn some lessons really quick about how to make sure you use your time the best way. Time is the only currency that matters at a certain point in your life. You know, once, once you sort of hit your the level of Maslow's that you're comfortable in, time definitely becomes that uh, that currency. And interesting that we value time in a different way than we value money. For example, I think all of us volunteer in different ways. Yeah, outside of the college. Uh, and all of that volunteer work, we do it because we want to and because we love it. Now, if instead of volunteering, we wrote a check to those organizations that we volunteer for, we get a tax receipt and we would pay less in taxes. But we don't get a receipt for the hours that we volunteer. So even our government values our time less than they value our money. Interesting. Interesting stuff. So yeah, time management's important and you're never going to have enough time to do anything perfectly. So talking to students about things like the Pareto principle and the 80-20 rule, which is the, the same thing, and trying to get to that 80% by putting in 20 or getting to 90 by putting in 50, uh, because 100% is not often attainable. Done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done, right? So uh, I, I'm doing reflective learning journal videos with students. So they're uh, uploading videos talking about reflecting on their learnings to this point. And that's one of the biggest things I've heard from students is uh, time management and, and building out a plan. And if you get behind, you're basically stealing from next week to give yourself something this week. It's, it's like consumer debt, right? Yeah, that, that's a really good way to think about it. You, you're borrowing from your future self <clears throat> because if, if you can't do it now, it, it still has to get done. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a matter of when, when is it going to happen? Yeah. And uh, that's really what you're doing is you're, you're taking time now, but sometimes that's what you have to do. But stay on top of it and don't get too far behind because the further you get, the harder, uh, the harder it gets to catch back up again. Absolutely. Yeah. So Stay the course, keep pressing through. By the time you're listening to this, we will probably be past drop day, uh, which means, which is on uh, on Friday, uh, October the 30th is the last day you can drop and get a withdrawal, which means it doesn't affect your GPA if you drop a, cl a class. So something to think about. You might be listening to it past this, uh, that point. And uh, if you're not in one of those courses that says 
you have to pass this or that or whatever to pass the course, um, you probably still have a shot. Fair to say. So uh, if you need to straighten up and fly right, well, hopefully now's the, the time to, to turn it on. We're about halfway there. So excellent. So we had a bunch of questions and um, I'm hoping that someone did more research than Josh did on these uh, because I've also forgotten when the final exam is. Brad, do you know when the final exam is? And this is the caveat first, subject to change, check the schedule on the OC website, uh, ENOE, right? Arizona emissions exempt. We don't no. take no responsibility for this, but currently the final exam is scheduled for a time. And that time is going to be in December. I'm vamping to give you guys time to look it up. We're I looking think, it up right now. <laughs> I think it's December 17th, but I'm going to check. It's definitely December the something. I'm just going to bring up my calendar <laughs> right now because I've got it in my calendar. It is uh, it is the 17th from 9 till 12, oh, 9 a.m. till 12 p.m. So I 9 in the morning on December the 17th. Whoops. There you go. Currently, but check your schedules to make sure. I know I do that beforehand to make sure that my uh, my schedule is built out good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and we'll talk about it a bunch as we get close to it too, right? Like we'll use some class time to talk about what that final is going to look like um, and just mm -hmm. remind everybody about the date for sure. Yeah. And so um, we're, we're, I'm going to go down your list here, Brad, for the questions. Uh, mm -hmm. Is the exam cumulative? And also, what does cumulative mean? <laughs> <laughs> is that how I spelled it? <laughs> what? No, you spelled it right. I just don't know what it means. I, I, I did business. I, I, I never got forced to take any English classes, so I don't know what that word means. Oh, cumulative? Yeah. So it just it means that... It, cumulative, not cumulative? Yeah. yeah I, was I putting the emphasis wrong? Yeah. I like... You, I like your... You had the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Married to a teacher, <laughs> Professor Steinbart. <laughs> um, cumulative just means that it uh, is encompasses the the whole course, and and so potentially anything from chapter one all the way through to the end of the course uh, may or may be on the exam. So it's not like it it only includes the last half or the last third or something like right. that. It's it, it, it accumulates anything everything. we've talked uh, anything we've talked about is on the table for the final exam. Yes. So even though it, it was three months ago you'll need to know the three different forms of a business potentially, or you'll need to know how to do journal entries, which we kind of talked about three months before the exam, but then also talked about through the entire course. So mm -hmm. yeah, interesting. And, and I think that's what a lot of it is. It's cumulative because like the stuff that we learned in chapter two, we're still using now, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of those things are just building on the things that we're that we're learning. So those those chapter two journal entries and the chapter three adjusting entries, we're continuing to do them as we as we move through the course. It's almost uh, like the course was planned to give people skills and then build on those skills as they move forward. <laughs> That's crazy. What? <laughs> Josh, you had a comment? I just wanted to say we could we could say the exam is, you know, maybe it effectively only covers chapters five to eight or something like that. But you need to know pretty much chapters one, two, three, four to understand what's going on in five to eight. So it's basically cumulative anyway. So I'm going to go to Josh for this next question. Uh, Josh, is it on Wiley? Oh, yes, it is on Wiley+. Plus. This is an exclusive, guys. This is the first time I believe that this has been announced, which means we are now committing ourselves to this format, which is good because 
Actually, I'm lying. I've been telling my students to phone Wiley the whole time, which is oh, why I already told my students to. So you practice. <laughs> this is not the first time I've announced this. This is not hot news. No, but and yet, even though Brad's announced it, you know, 15 times, people still ask because we forget, right? I forget stuff. It's cool. It happens. So yes, is it on Wiley, Josh? It's on Wiley. It's on. Oh, Wiley. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, which questions exactly are going to be on the final exam? Don't answer mm -hmm. that. I'm kidding. Ooh, um, so it's going to be on Wiley. It's we'll have to take that one offline. There we go. That's cool. Yeah, I, I could probably look it up. But, uh, uh, okay, so it, it is on Wiley, and it's going to be, uh, I think this is, you know, we got some other questions on that later. And I'm going to go back to Brad. Do they have to pass the final to pass the course? So I'm, I'm a student. And I, uh, I've been, you know, wearing my snapback sideways and, you know, driving my Subaru Impreza and vaping and going to the skate park. And now I just realize, uh oh, I don't know anything about this class. Do I need to pass the final exam to, to pass the class, Bradley? So <clears throat> this is something we, we talked about as an instructor group to try to decide what made sense. And, and we have decided that you do not need to pass the final in order to pass the class, although okay. obviously it helps. Um, so, <laughs> you, I, I, so I was saying, you know, some, to, some of the students will have already got enough marks to pass the course before they even get to the final exam. Uh, that is possible. Probably five uh, or six, I would say, in each of our classes would be considering what is it 60% of the marks will be awarded before the final. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. At, yeah, five or six, maybe 10%, 10, 15% of our students will have passed before we get to the final. So it is conceivably possible, right? That they could get there. But if, if not, um, you, you can still, you know, say get 40% on the final exam, mm -hmm. but have that be enough to put you over to a passing grade overall in the course um, because of the grades that you picked up in your quizzes and your homework and your project yeah. uh, and all the other things that we do throughout the semester. And, and I think the thought behind that is just to help alleviate some of the stress of that final exam, right? Is making sure that it's important and, and we want to do well on it so that you can do well overall. But it, you know, if, if you have a bad day, it, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna pass the course. And, and we all have bad days, right? Where you just have a rough day and you get a, you know, a 46 on the exam and you had, you know, great mark going in and, and you just can't, can't pass. And, and we understand that some classes have that as a requirement and they've got excellent reasons for that. But we did, we talked about this for a long time. We had several meetings on this, did research and, uh, and really did want to, uh, to, to choose what we thought in this specific instance was best for, uh, for our students. And I, I have had students who have failed uh, the final and still passed the class in, in other classes. Um, definitely, uh, definitely possible yeah. to do. I always like hearing from students that are, they're going into the final and they're like, well, I, I don't even have to show up. I could not show up and still pass the course. And I'm like, yes, but we strive for greatness just like you did all semester. So why not show up and do just as well as you have all year? Yeah. I, also, can, can I just chime in on the grades thing here? I'm going to argue that it's going to be a heck of a lot easier for our students to do to get a higher percentage grade in 111 than it is in 461 or, you know, it, it, it gets harder to get better grades the further up you go. However, your GPA is not overweight third and fourth year, right? It, it, it's not like first year only counts 10% towards your GPA. It counts every bit as much as that fourth year class. 
So if you want to graduate with a good GPA, now's the time to start building that out. And then you can afford to slip a little bit as you, as you move up instead of trying to make up for it. I've had so many students that are, you know, beating themselves up in third and fourth year to try and drag their GPA up to the level they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. That, that's a really good point that it's, you know, it's not more heavily weighted towards those third and fourth year classes. So mm-hmm. you do well now and set yourself up for, for success going forward. And uh, on the, do you need to pass the final exam to pass the course? Uh, as, as in as much as that I've gotten exactly zero responses to any of the other questions I've asked on the podcast of students. So we'll see. But uh, it'd be interesting to know um, your thought process, uh, uh, our, our friendly student, on uh, how that affects you, uh, or even if you would know how it might affect you. Uh, so does it change anything? I would imagine it's probably like Brad was saying, going to change how people study maybe, or maybe you take it more seriously, or or maybe you don't. Maybe it just stresses you out more, so you actually end up doing worse on the final because it's more pressure on you. Who knows? So we'd love to hear from you on that and, and see what you have to say about that. Uh, next question, we'll bounce back to Brad on this one. Uh, will we give them a practice exam? And I'm gonna do the air quotes around practice exam and, and what does that even mean? Brad, do you wanna weigh in on this? Yeah, so my thought on that is like, I'm not going to build a practice exam in Wiley so that, you know, students know exactly how long and what the breakdown of questions from the chapters and all that kind of stuff is going to be. Um, But we are going to give lots of opportunity to practice the the concepts and the things that you will, you know, expect to see when you get to the final exam. So um, you guys will know going into it, what are good questions to look at, to review and, and make sure that you're covering all the material. And we'll talk about all the different topics that we covered so that you remember, you know, the things that we talked about back in chapter three and, and chapter four right. um, by the time we get to the end of the semester, but there won't be like an actual like practice mock exam um, Mm -hmm. in Wiley Plus where you can go in and sit down for three hours and try to work through the whole thing. Josh, comments? Yeah. um, my my, When I've had questions like that about whether there's going to be a practice midterm or a practice final exam, my response is usually that there are a lot of questions we've done throughout the course already. That would be sort of your first place to start. Like if you can go Mm -hmm. back without looking at your notes or anything from class or the solutions, you know, if you can do all of the questions that we walked through in class without looking at anything and you can get the answers correct or close, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape for the exam. Obviously there are some things that will end up in the exam that aren't going to be the exact same as they were in class, different circumstances or different information, but that's a really, really good starting point. Uh, question, do you guys um, release solutions to the questions that you do in class as demo questions? I I do effectively because I, I track my notes, like we go through questions in OneNote and then I just post my my notes from there. So, oh, okay. Okay. so yeah, they'll effectively have the solutions. solutions. Yeah. Yeah. And Brad? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I, I do the same, but... <laughs> I do the same, but in a slightly different format. So I have um, slides that are posted in Moodle um, mm. that are a little bit different than the slides we use in class, but they have the same practice questions in them. 
with the so, open. Yeah, okay. exactly. So people can go into Moodle and pull up the slides that are posted in there and see uh, some information that, you know, are the things that we talk about in class, but also copies of the questions that we walk through in class. Great. And, and solutions are included right in there in, in the slides. So consistent with the way that you're each delivering your class, but still providing those solutions. Um, I'm, I'm the same. I, I provide solutions as well to the uh, exercises we go over in class, uh, minor in a word doc uh, with the, you know, with the, the exercises and then the solutions after so that they know what they can do for, for those. Um, and then also some extra practice uh, as well. But if you were to take, you know, all of the exercises or the key exercises we did in class and, and slam them all together, uh, you could probably build yourself a pretty effective mock final if you wanted to, uh, or take all the homeworks Although if you took all the homeworks and put them together, it would probably be the same number of material, same amount of material as five final exams, right? Because you just, yeah. we're getting yeah. to do more. Um, but there shouldn't be, if anyone walks into the, well, I guess you're not gonna walk into a final. <laughs> if, if anyone logs into the final and, and is like, what? Then you're probably in the wrong exam. Then you've had this course spoiled for you by extra credits extra credits that's it yeah no you, you won't be surprised at what's on the final the, the point isn't us trying to trick you into getting a poor grade the the point of the final exam is our chance to assess you in a holistic and overarching cumulative manner uh to see if what we all did together for the last 40 hours or whatever it ends up being 49 hours of class time stuck or if it didn't and hopefully it stuck and for most of you, it, it will. Uh, this class is, uh, because of the tools that we give you, it's it's actually a pretty hard class not to be successful. And that being said, uh, remember that um, failure is an event. It's not a person. So it can happen to all of us. Uh, okay, so we've got another question in the um, Brad Steinbart list of student questions. Thank you very much, Brad, for pulling your mm -hmm. students. Uh, will it be like the quizzes? Now, this might be different for each of us because I think we've each come up with maybe different quizzes. Uh, so, Josh, do you want to answer this for, for your class? I mean, for my class, yes, sort of. Like, it'll be a, like a quiz on steroids. Um, our quizzes, speaking from my, you know, for my class, they have ranged from four, 30 minutes to 70 minutes, depending on the chapter. So... Mm -hmm. And it's been really specific on the chapter material. So um, yes, in that it will be on Wiley Plus and it will involve similar questions, but it's going to be three hours long and it's going to cover chapters one through eight plus chapter 10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brad? Yeah, exactly the same. So I would say that the the format that of the questions that you'll see and the, and the way that you go into Wiley Plus and, and complete them will be just like the quizzes. But uh, obviously, we're dealing with a three hour um, set of questions instead of um, 30 minutes or, or 40 minutes or whatever it is. Excellent. Yeah, no, no. And, and, uh, and, and same same for myself, though, the quizzes I've done a few take home. Uh, they haven't all been in Wiley Plus. Uh, but but generally it, it is what it is and and maybe we can take this and <clears throat> sort of transition into you know the course so far and hit the the greatest hits of chapters one two five and uh, yeah I'll start off this one with chapter one because as you guys know I always like to take credit while doing the least work possible <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm kidding so chapter one 
is effectively what is accounting in forms of the business. Those are the, the big hits. So looking at accounting principles and, and policies, so things like revenue recognition, matching, historical cost, you know, going concern, that kind of thing for the principal standpoint, and then different forms of the business. So sole proprietor, partnership, and corporation. Those were the two main chunks from chapter one. Fair to say? Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, yeah. Josh, how about you for chapter two? What's the main takeaway from chapter two? For chapter two, we really got into actually doing some journal entries. So we, we worked with our general journal. Um, we created journal entries that balanced to record business transactions. So events that happened. <laughs> uh, we, I, I'll speak from my class's perspective. We actually spent a bit of time doing the posting to the general ledger and, uh, and doing up our general ledger accounts. And then with the general ledger, we took those ending balances and moved them into an, uh, a trial balance to say, here's all the accounts we have and the balances in them as of a certain date. Yep. And then... I don't did we do financial statements in chapter two? I think we kind of touch on financial statements throughout the throughout the class, yeah. like informally in chapter one, informally in chapter two, but yeah, we don't really get into them until chapter four, which I don't want to spoil whoever's doing that one. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know about you, Brad. I didn't spend much time on posting or or uh, trial balancing. Most of it was around journal entries, but same idea, mm -hmm. same major takeaways is is actually taking those that analysis of business transactions and putting it down into the, into the books. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so Brad, uh, do you any, any comments for chapter two or chapter three main takeaways? Uh, yeah. So I, I agree for chapter two, it was, it was all about learning debits and credits. And one of the things I was having a conversation with about a student just the other day was think about how hard it seemed to learn debits and credits yeah. and how overwhelming that seemed and how confusing that seemed. And now think back and you're like, okay, well, I, I know debits and credits now. I can, that part I can do. And, and so we're just like, everything is new and, and building, but you can look back and, and realize how far you've come in such a short period of time. It's definitely um, a, um, a light bulb thing, right? Yeah. Debits and credits, you can't ease your way into it. It's you, you either have absolutely no idea what's happening or it's the easiest thing in the world. There's no yeah. like, I kind of get it for that, that stuff. Yeah. It's a good point. Totally. Yeah. And that's why that first class where you first start talking about debits and credits is so hard um, because yeah. everybody is brand new to everybody, right? Yeah. So um, chapter three was adjusting journal entries. So it was our first introduction to dealing with uh, these entries that happen at the end of the accounting period where we're trying to think through and actually calculate the amount that we have to book as opposed to just, you know, recording the thing that happened. Right. Um, so calculating depreciation and calculating accrued interest and, and calculating uh, all those sorts of things that we have to adjust for at the end of the period. Excellent. Yeah, no, that's, that was uh, more or less what we did as well. Josh, same idea. Yeah. And then we, I think we did some financial statements as part of chapter three. Yeah. Weren't uh, we didn't get into the, the detailed classified balance sheet, but we definitely did some financial mm -hmm. statements. Yeah, we, we did basics in, in chapter three as, as well, just yeah. sort of like building through, just to, to lay that foundation down. Um, so yeah, so what, chapters one, two, and three, uh, what's a business? What are the types of a business? What's accounting? What are the principles we follow? What's a business transaction and how do we record it? And then how do we adjust for things at the end of a, of a period? That kind of gets us to the end of chapter three. Uh, chapter four, well, that was how do we close the accounts? and uh and building out a classified balance sheet those are the two main things that we did so 
closing the accounts. And, and yes, of course, I think we talked about this back in that podcast. Sure, your accounting system does it, but you also need to know why, right? Why you close them out. The important takeaway for me from that is that in accounting, some accounts are temporary and some are permanent. And those temporary accounts need to be closed out. So if you can draw a line underneath capital, basically anything from there down should be zeroed out by the time that you're post-closing. And then you're, uh, and, and then it, that line above, it, that's your classified balance sheet right there, just without classifications, right? So that's that was uh, that was chapter four. And then chapter five, go back to Josh as we're going around in a circle here. What are the main hmm. takeaways from chapter five? Chapter five, we started looking at merchandising businesses, so hmm. retail companies. Um, and really this was sort of looking back at what we've done and then just modifying it for the new issues that arise because of the different type of business. So we looked at journal entries again, but the journal entries we looked at now included things like, you know, purchasing inventory, Mm -hmm. getting discounts or returning that inventory that we purchased. Uh, Then we sold that inventory. We dealt with, you know, recording accounts receivable, recording freight, uh, what else did we do? We, we dealt with sales returns and allowances, sales New discounts. Accounts. We had cogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get, uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're going to look at a more detailed income statement too. Yes. That's actually in an hour and 10 minutes uh, in my class we're we're doing that today. So, yeah. uh, this one's fun too, because they get to break it, break it down. Uh, and it had a good discussion around why as well. So it was good. And that's it. I mean, that's we just you know that was whatever five six minutes that we just did a a roundtable of of the course to this point. Seemed overwhelming at first. Each of the chapters is big in their own right, but once you take a look back, you you realize that a lot of it is cohesive. It goes together. It's not a lot of little chunks like some other classes where you know if it's cumulative, you've got to remember this one thing from here, and then it's it's different pieces as you go. This one really does build for sure. Uh, excellent. Any any final thoughts about the final exam or about the course to this point before we sign off today? My only final thought would be sort of revisiting what we talked about with grades where, mm. you know, I, I think getting good grades is important and some people find GPA to be a really good barometer of their knowledge, but sure. it's not everything. So just remember that maybe your grade might not be that good, but if you feel like you got some really good takeaways and you know a little bit more about accounting and how you might use it in real life, that's what would make me happy at the end of the day. And a, and a killer reference from one of your profs. <laughs> if you're looking for a job, it, you know, as much as we joke about that, um, we do get calls uh, on students. And um, I, I've had students that were consistently in the 90s in my classes that I wouldn't hire and students that were consistently in the you know 60s and 70s that I would hire in a heartbeat. So it's GPA is, is a measure, but it's not the only measure in the same way that um, income is a measure of success, but it's one of many measures. So don't get too caught up with GPA. Good point, Josh. Brad, any final thoughts? Mm-hmm. I think maybe for, for this one, because this may be one of the first large exams that, that many of our students have done is just yeah. remember that you're, you're going into this and, and you have three hours to to work through it and don't let it get into your head in the first 20 minutes you know yeah. if you come across a question that you're not sure how to do it don't let that derail your whole three hours just you know f- find a find a place to focus and and calm yourself down and keep moving through the questions because you may have one question that you don't even know how to approach it and you get zero on that question but if you let that ruin the rest of your questions 
then that's when it becomes a bad day um, as opposed mm-hmm. to just a bad question. And, and if you can let it not get in your head and move into the rest of the questions and just keep moving them through, through as calmly as you can, um, then you can help to, to keep it back on the tracks. Great, uh, great advice. Well, Brad, Josh, uh, that was a fun one. And, uh, and you are our, our beloved listener. The 12 of you, I'm kidding. We're actually doing pretty well again, so that's good. Uh, those of you that are listening, thank you so much. I hope you had fun listening. This one was very informative. We There were very few shenanigans. Uh, didn't talk about music or movies once, so I'm, I'm proud of us. We did well. Uh, hope you enjoyed listening. We had a great time making it. Uh, remember, we make it for you. So go ahead and ask us those questions, and uh, we are happy to answer them on the pod. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Have a great week. Try and get some rest because we know everyone's tired. And we'll see you all very soon. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Happy studying, guys. Bye.